This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z, telling it like it is. Good morning. This is the Truth Hurts program, the Memorial Day 2021 edition of the Truth Hurts program. My name is Steve Z. A little under the weather today, so my apologies if the golden tones are not what you would expect. It is Memorial Day, as I said, Memorial Day weekend, rather, and it is not just a trip to the beach for you. Remember, your privilege of being able to go to the beach this weekend comes courtesy of some young military person storming a beach almost a hundred years ago. Their ultimate sacrifice is what gives you the freedom to do what it is you're doing today. And hopefully that freedom is something worthwhile and not just out trying to stir up garbage and crap and make up lies and false rumors and innuendos against your fellow Americans especially if those fellow Americans happen to be of a different race or ethnicity from you. Conservatives rightfully see critical race theory as a threat to America. In fact, Glenn Beck called critical race theory the knockout punch for America. Tucker Carlson said it's a noxious lie, and Donald Trump calls it fake news. It's also anti-American propaganda. It's a cult. It's a virus that is more dangerous in the long term than COVID-19 could ever be. It's hard to find a single conservative voice that has not denounced critical race theory in the past few weeks, even though the GOP seems to be fractured on other issues. Conservative commentator Leonidas Johnson said on his podcast entitled Informed Dissent, quote, We need to stand up strongly against critical race theory, denounce it, refuse to participate in any implementation of it, do everything possible to destroy it, and expel it permanently from our society. It is the boogeyman, critical race theory is, as one GOP writer recently called it. But it diminishes what conservatives think of critical race theory. It was a Harvard-born framework for thinking about race that punched its way into the national conversation after the death of the criminal thug George Floyd a year ago. Cancel culture is the boogeyman. Critical race theory is a more dangerous thing, an imminent, credible threat to America, to its democracy. It is a maligned ideology, as Donald Trump said. It could reverse decades of progress in actual race relations in our country. It all started, actually, during Barack Hussein Obama's reign as the resident at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Instead of a solution to racism, critical race theory is racism embodied. Imagine tomorrow if some college professor brought forth the theory of white supremacy saying that he has credible evidence, scientific evidence, that white people are more intelligent, more capable of learning, more capable of thought, rational thought, than black people. That professor would be called a racist, a white supremacist. He would be drummed out of the university. 
He would be doxxed. He would have his name smeared all over every possible publication. They would find a way to cancel that person. But as an Ivy League discussion about race and law, the critical race theory hinted its potential for controversy way back during Bill Clinton's presidency when it helped torpedo the nomination of Lanny Gunier for attorney general, assistant attorney general, that is. The criminal George Floyd's death resurrected the idea back to prominence and gave it the momentum that it currently has, which is currently destroying the United States of America from within. The idea, of course, of critical race theory is that all white people are evil, all white people falsely think that they are supreme to blacks, and that all blacks are victims and are being held back deliberately by the white man for some subversive purpose of keeping the black man down. It is a lie. Today, more than a dozen states, including Utah and Idaho, are pushing back against the very idea that the Biden administration has embraced to include critical race theory in required educational frameworks. It is absolutely dangerous to this country to allow the lie of critical race theory to infiltrate the public school system. Acknowledging the legacy of systemic inequities in the country is what Joe Biden says critical race theory is. Listen, folks, inequity is born of one's own laziness, one's own ignorance, one's own inability to comprehend and understand fact and reality. I say it on this program all the time. One plus one equals two. Now, to a white person, one plus one equals two. To most common sense black people, one plus one also equals two. But to the critical race theory liars, one plus one can equal anything you want it to if you don't feel like you want to agree with one plus one equals two because that was developed by a white man. And if the white man say one is one is two, then it must be a lie and it must be some intent to hold you down. The opposition is frustrating to critical race theorists who see the framework of ideas as an overdue reckoning with America's so-called racist checkered past. So, as I said, some of those states, Utah, Idaho, actually more than a dozen states, are passing bills to prevent the lies of critical race theory from being presented in public schools. Should be prevented. Just like they're saying we should not promote religion on the left. Unless, of course, it's Muslim. Terry Ann Wasson is a visiting scholar at the University of Buffalo, an associate professor of educational leadership at the City College of New York. Terry Watson says, Not all of us came here on the Mayflower. Some of us came here in the bowels of ships and slaves. We had to understand that this is how the nation was founded and how wealth was built on a plantation by forced black labor. Critical race theory just acts if we are aware of that and that we work to combat deficit paradigms or mental models that we may hold. What Ms. Watson fails to understand, what she fails to acknowledge, 
accept, realize, appreciate, and admit is that not all of us did come here on the Mayflower. My family didn't come on the Mayflower. They arrived here in the 19, early 1900s, 1908. They never owned a slave. Also, many of the African American, double A, 13% hyphenated minority came here enslaved by their own people. White people did not go to Africa and round up Negroes. Anyone who believes that is insane because the facts are the facts. And you won't find it in many of America's publications because they've all been squashed. They've all been hidden away. But if you go to Africa and you read the publications of the descendants of those African slave traders who rounded up their own race, chained them up, marched them across deserts, loaded them on ships, and sold them to other black slave traders in the West Indies. There is where the critical race theory lie fails to bring the truth to light. Supporters and opponents of critical race theory have struggled to define it. Utah State Senator Lincoln Fillmore recently said, the concept is like a gas with no fixed size or shape. In other words, they make it up and they make the rules up as they go along. They change the para, uh, paradigm. They change the parameters. They change the size and the shape to fit their radical lying agenda. The American Bar Association, you know, the lawyers, calls critical race theory a practice. A couple of educators wrote for Education Week last week, called it a toolkit of ideas. Well, sure, there's all kinds of ideas. There are the ideas that critical race theory is a lie, because it is. To add to the confusion, components of this theory are often at play without specific use of the term. For example, the theory informs accelerating calls for not just equal opportunity for Americans, but for equal outcomes, regardless of effort. Now, what do I mean by that? It's pretty simple. If you want equal opportunity, that means you put a hundred people in a room everyone gets a chance to grab the Twinkie from the center of the room. But equal outcome means everyone in the room gets part of that Twinkie. Get it? Got it? Good. One reason conservatives and even some liberals are pushing back against critical race theory is just that. This is the land of opportunity, not the land of gimme. That's what the AA, 13% hyphenated American crowd, fails to understand. If you're taking a test, the answer is 1 plus 1 equals 2. Those who get 2 as the answer can move on to the next level. Those who cannot understand that 1 plus 1 is 2, either because they're uninformed, ignorant, uneducated, stubborn, or have this lie that one plus one can't equal two because a white man said it, they will never get to two, and therefore they cannot move up. I want the guy working on my brain cancer to be the very best brain cancer doctor in America.
I don't want him to be the one that got picked because he was a minority and he should just be given the outcome of a medical degree. I don't want the guy working on my race car, the very delicate mechanical device, to be that mechanic simply because he happens to be of a certain ethnicity. I want him to be the best damned mechanic there is. I want a guy with a good eye, a steady hand, and a working knowledge of my race car. My life is on the line when I'm behind the wheel. In a recent article for the National Review, Chris Caldwell, a senior fellow for the Claremont Institute, called critical race theory a varied set of perspectives on a varied set of issues. In other words, we'll just do like we do when we call everybody racist. If we think someone is racist and it will help our cause, we use the term. And if we think someone else is racist because of something else, we'll continue to use that same term. I guess the lies of the left of the let's just say it often enough and people will believe it are even reaching their tentacles into the lies of critical race theory. Proponents of critical race theory reject colorblindness. They reject the level playing field as a goal for America. They believe that the standards of a level playing field fail minorities and are impossible to achieve because of a regime of uncontested white supremacy that they have made up. One plus one equals two. No matter what. D-O-G spells dog. No matter what. And just because you're a minority and you think D-O-G should be spelled D-A-W-G doesn't make it right. It makes you a failure. But then you can turn around and say, I'm racist for saying that D-O-G is dog. Why can't D-A-W-G be dog? In fact, why can't K-L-G spell dog? Because it can't. That's the answer. Reality is reality. You are using something called critical race theory to justify your own failing as a race and as a society. Wait a minute. What did you say? Let me repeat that. Those who support the lie of critical race theory are using that so-called scientific theory to justify their failure as a society and as a race. After all, it's like the kid who runs a foot race and comes in dead last. And how does he justify it? He pulls out his mother's asthma inhaler and says, I've got asthma. That's his excuse for failure. He doesn't have asthma. There is no systemic racism in America. But they use these lies of critical race theory, the lies of manufactured white supremacy. They use them like that asthma inhaler. Or the guy who says, oh, I tripped on a rock. Kimberly Crenshaw is supposedly a scholar. Her and other scholars have developed the early framework of the lie of critical race theory way back in the 1970s, based on the work of Harvard Law School professor Derek Bale. It 
was then a body of work related to the law and criminal justice outcomes and remained largely in the halls of academia until Bill Clinton nominated Gugne to be the Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights way back in 1993. Examination of Gugne's writings brought to light positions that proved fatal to her nomination, such as support for proportional representation and minority veto rights. Clinton wound up withdrawing her nomination, saying some of her beliefs were inconsistent with his own. Today, Gugne's writing in the mainstream of critical race theory holds that it is not enough for Americans to be simply against racism, but they must actively be anti-racist in order to correct for inequity, even if it means discriminating against white people. Let me repeat that. Gugne's writing is in the mainstream of critical race theory, which holds that it is not enough for Americans to simply be against racism, but that Americans must be actively anti-racist in order to correct for this so-called inequity, even if it means discriminating against white people. There was a book in 2019 written by Ibram X. Kendi, How to Be an Anti-Racist. It vaulted to the bestseller list after the criminal George Floyd died of a drug overdose while in police custody. This book says, Discrimination is racist when it creates inequity, but if discrimination is creating equity, it is called anti-racist. Of course, that's a lie. Cameltoe Harris, in a video that was tweeted in November, said, Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. Political commentator Andrew Sullivan responded to Harris's tweets by saying the video endorsed full-on Marxism, and that is reality. That is absolute reality. My apologies, a little technical difficulty there. I was trying to cue up Camel Toe's cackling voice, which is enough to make you cringe, but I want you to listen to this. It's 50 seconds and well worth it. You'll find out where her position is. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we can get the same amount, but you're still going to be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. Okay, so there's the lie right there. Everyone in America born in the last 100 years, everyone in America born in the last 158 years, actually, have never been slaves. Slavery ended in 1863. I was born in 1963, 100 years after slavery ended in this nation. I sat in a public school in a desk next to a black kid named Lavelle, I won't mention his last name, on my left, a Cuban-born born kid named Emilio, 
to my right. This is third grade, by the way. There was a girl named Amanda, black girl in front of me. And sitting behind me was a Chinese-born girl named Ming. I lived in a melting pot called New Orleans, Louisiana. People from all over the country came. C-A-T spelled cat for all of us. D-O-G spelled dog for all of us. One plus one equaled two. Two times two equaled four. America was founded in 1776. There were 50 states. The flag had 50 stars, had 13 stripes of red and white. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Salicylic acid is aspirin. Acetic acid is vinegar. All of these constants, all of these things are the same for the black child in that classroom, for the white child in that classroom, for the Asian child in that classroom, for the Latino child in that classroom, for the Native American child, and I can't remember his name, but he was a Cherokee... What was that boy's name? It's irrelevant. To say that any member of any race is starting from behind the starting line in the year 2021 is an out-and-out lie. Period. It's a lie. One plus one is two. Learn that. Remember that. Apply it at test time. Take your test. When school is out, the person with the, the highest grades wins. That person might end up with a scholarship to college. Oh, of course, there are some athletic scholarships that disproportionately go to AA 13% hyphenated American minorities, but we won't talk about that. That's reparations. But for an academic scholarship, it's real simple. One plus one equals two, later turns into pi r square, later turns into sine and cosine and tangent and secant. C-A-T spells cat, hopefully, grows into A-N-T-I-D-I-S-E-S-T-A-B-L-I-S-H-M-E-N-T-A-R-I-A-N-I-S-M, anti-establishment antarianism, excuse me. Hopefully. Um, the thought of acetic acid being vinegar turns into a chemistry career for someone who wants to be a chemist. You get the idea? Camel Toe Harris's lie and the lie of systemic racism and the lie of critical race theory is pushing the white guilt crowd into feeling guilty just for being white. I am no better off than the black kid who sat next to me, Lavelle, or the Hispanic kid who sat next to me, Emilio. No better. We learned in the same classrooms. We went to the same school. We took the same test. Nowhere did that test say one plus one equals two unless you're black or unless you're Hispanic or unless you're Asian. Facts are facts. Figures are figures. Reality is reality. 
To the Heritage Foundation Senior Research Fellow Mike Gonzalez, he called critical race theory racial fanaticism. He would be right. It's an effort to push the extreme views of the few upon the many. Remember the thought of democratic rule, democracy rules? Yeah, that's out the window. There are racists, of course. There are murderers, there are rapists, there are thieves. Man is not a perfect creature. Racism will exist, and it does exist, and it exists on both sides, and the lie of critical race theory makes anyone who dislikes black people a racist, and any blacks who dislike white people, well, justified. Can we end legal racism? Sure, we have, actually. There are laws on the books, and they swing far wide of ending legal racism. You can't just say, I'm not hiring you because you're black. Sorry, we don't serve your kind here. You blacks eat out back. We don't do that. It's illegal to do that. But to swing the pendulum so far over as to now justify racism against white people because they are white, well, folks, two wrongs don't make a right. Critical race theory has moved well, well to the left. The pendulum is swinging hard to the left. It must be controlled. It must be stopped. In that Informed Dissent podcast, Johnson said he was horrified at the suggestions that blacks and other minorities must receive priority when they line up for COVID-19 vaccinations as recommended by the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. That organization of so-called scientists says that systemic racism led to conditions that make minorities more likely to suffer from COVID. These kinds of lies are extremely toxic to society. They inherently drive destruction and hatred. Stanley Kurtz is a senior fellow as the Ethics and Policy Center based in Washington, D.C., said that critical race theory and its derivatives have spread like cancer. Children in schools are being asked to consider their role in long-standing racial issues. Teachers are in classrooms right now telling little Tyler that he's white and he's privileged and therefore he should give up willfully, freely, his lunch money to an underprivileged black kid. Teachers are asking students, how much does your parents make a year? How much money? And if the white kid's parents make more than the black kid's parents, somehow these white kids are made to feel white guilt by their teachers. As if it's the white kid's fault that his parents make more money because his parents studied harder got a better job, worked harder, learned more, advanced. has nothing to do with little Tyler in the classroom or little Lakeisha, who will be the beneficiary if such programs continue to move forward. There are two broad sorts of dangers from critical race theory, Kurt said in an email. The first consists of various forms of intimidation and manipulation, making young students feel ashamed of their own skin color if they're white or their so-called privilege if they're white, or creating the sense that opposition to critical race theory 
will label them as racist. Critical race theory is a toolkit, a resource that one can use to understand and address the critical racism in our society, Ms. Watson said. Race matters, and CRT demands that we see it. Well, she's wrong. She does say it pulls back blinders in a way. You can't say you don't see race. You're not being honest, she says. Here's the lie. When all black people see is race and an excuse, an asthma inhaler, the rock you tripped upon, it gives them a free pass to be racist in their own right and justify their racist as a way to not get even, to not be even, but to be supreme and have their day holding the whip. That is what this is all about. It's not about equity. It's not about equality. It's about black people finding a reason, a justification, a mole hole under the ground so that they can be the massa and white people can eventually be the slave. Anyone who's ever studied Karl Marx will recognize the ideology underlying critical race theory as essentially revolutionary Marxism with race replacing class as the moniker. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Make it a great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Program Network.